Turn with me to Psalm 38, please. This is one of the few psalms that hasn't been covered in the past five years that we've been presenting these. We'll give it a try here. Psalm 38. O Lord, rebuke me not in thy wrath, neither chasten me in thy hot displeasure. For thine arrows stick fast in me, and thy hand presseth me sore. There is no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger, neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. For mine iniquities are gone over my head, as in heavy burden they are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and are corrupt because of my foolishness. I am troubled, I am bowed down greatly, I go mourning all the day long. For my loins are filled with a loathsome disease, and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and sore broken. I roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before thee, and my groaning is not hid from thee. Amen. My heart panteth, my strength faileth me, as for the light of mine eyes, it also has gone from me. My lovers and my friends stand aloof from my sore, and my kinsmen stand afar off. They also that seek after my life lay snares for me, and they that seek my hurt speak mischievous things and imagine deceits all the day long. But I as a deaf man heard not, and I was as a dumb man that openeth not his mouth. Thus I was as a man that heareth not, and in whose mouth are no reproofs. For in thee, O Lord, do I hope. Thou wilt hear, O Lord my God. For I said, Hear me, lest otherwise they should rejoice over me. When my foot slippeth, they magnify themselves against me. For I am ready to halt, and my sorrow is continually before me. For I'll declare mine iniquity, I will be sorry for my sin. But But mine enemies are lively, and they are strong, and they that hate me wrongfully are multiplied. They also that render evil for good are mine adversaries, because I follow the thing that is good, that good is. Forsake me not, O Lord, O my God, be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. Amen. Sorrow and sensitivity for sin is my topic for this morning, and then repentance. Godly sorrow results from a heartfelt conviction that we have offended God by our sin? Do we grieve like David did when we have sin in our lives and seek to repent and make it right? Such a burning conviction of sin should produce in our hearts a godly sorrow that worketh repentance, like 2 Corinthians 7 describes. As we look upon Jesus Christ who was crucified for our sins, are we as children of God deeply grieved in spirit like David here in this psalm? He said, there is no soundness in my flesh, no rest in my bones. My iniquities are gone over my head as a heavy burden. I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. I am feeble and sore broken. I have roared by reason of the disquietness of my heart. My groaning is not hid from thee. My heart panteth. My strength faileth me. The light of mine eyes has gone from me. I am ready to halt. and My sorrow is continually before me. David is obviously grieved for his sins by those statements So he makes confession of sin by saying, I will declare my iniquity, or as described, I will not only in general own myself as a sinner, but I will make a particular acknowledgement of what I have done wrong. We must declare our sins before God freely and fully 
with their aggravating circumstances that we may give God, give glory to God and take shame to ourselves. Right. Second, David has contrition for sin. He states, I will be sorry for my sin yes. in verse 18. Sin will have sorrow, and every true penitent soul grieves for the dishonor he has done to God and the wrong he has done to himself. If you're guilty before God of something you have done wrong, Satan loves to produce ungodly sorrow in your heart, to paralyze you with regret, to make you think you can't possibly find forgiveness, that you have to live with this the rest of your life. The only place that sorrow leads is to death. But a healthy, godly kind of sorrow is brokenness that leads to repentance yes. and to life leads Amen. to a change of mind, and leads to a change of direction. Right. Biblical repentance always involves a turning from our sin. Yes. If you have truly repented, you have a change of mind about your sin that leads to a change of direction and moving away from that sin. Yes. Without that moving away, there's no true repentance. Amen. Before we can receive forgiveness, we have to repent. As long as our hands are filled with excuses and denials, rationalizations right. for our sin, we can never receive God's forgiveness. Amen. And as long as we try to excuse and rationalize our sin against other people, we can't receive their forgiveness either. Right. The key to receiving forgiveness is repentance. Yes. Having grief and sorrow is right and reasonable for sin, but it's often difficult because we are frequently more affected with the sins of others than with our own. Let's make it personal. My sins, what are they? Right. Have I examined? Have I investigated? Have I tried to remember them as David does in this psalm of remembrance? David prays another psalm, Search me, O God, know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked yes. way in me. These are good questions to ask ourselves frequently for self-examination. Their heart sins, these perhaps never see the light. No eye rest on them, but the eye of God. Where would we hide our heads if the sin of our hearts were published? There are sins of the tongue, of the temper, and of the life. There are sins into which we yes. are betrayed, sins more deliberately committed. Yes. Sins in the family, sins in the world, sins in the service of God, sins against man, but all sin is against God. Right. How numerous, how aggravated, how utterly inexcusable our sins are. Yes. We sin against God's mercy, against the kind, the tender, yes. the loving Father, and our sins are like scarlet and crimson. Our sins grieve the Holy Spirit and dishonor the Holy Father. Our sins crucify the only begotten Son, our sins have marred creation and are more in number than the sands of the sea. Right. Sins so numerous, so great, so aggravated as ours deserve hell. Yes. Oh, that the Holy Spirit would give us a clear, correct, and heart-affecting view of our sins. Please, this would humble our pride, destroy our self-righteousness, and endear the precious blood of Jesus more than ever. Have you considered your sins in the light of God's holy law, tried to see your sins in the light of His countenance? Have you ever seen them in the agony of the cross and the passion of the Son of God? If we see that our sins wound His heart and that He delivered up His only begotten, well-beloved Son for us that pardons us, then we shall be prepared to be sorry for our sins and sorrow for sin is stirred in our hearts. Paul said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Right. I thank God through Jesus Christ yes. my Lord. Amen. Just to be sorry that I've incurred displeasure and brought upon myself punishment is one thing. To be sorry that I have wounded the tender heart of God is another. The former is sorrow for the effects of sin. It may be pu purely selfish. The latter is sorrow for the cause of sin and flows from love to God in the soul. Yes. If we're not sorry for our sin, we have no proof that God has pardoned our sin. 
Right. If God has indeed pardoned our sin, we shall not speak of it lightly. It will humble us, lay us in the dust, and make us loathe ourselves in our own sight. The deeper our repentance, the sweeter the joys of pardon will be. Yes. The greater our sorrow for sin, the more precious Jesus will be as our deliverer from sin. Right. The power of sin dwelleth, dwelling in us is a weight. All men are clogged with it, and it keeps us from moving upward and pressing forward to higher ground. We can resolve within our hearts that we will, with the help of God, to do, as Isaiah 1 says, cease to do evil and learn to do good. Yeah. Right. David cries out in verse 21, 22, Forsake me not, O Lord, O my God, be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. Psalm 133 and 4, If thou, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, yes. that thou mayest be feared. May the Holy Spirit give us such a sight of sin, such a sense of the love of God, such a realization of pardon, and such fellowship with Christ in his sufferings that will cause us to say often, I will declare my iniquity. I will be sorry for my sin. Yes, right. We know that godly sorrow worketh repentance. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Adam.